And welcome or welcome back from wherever and whenever you're listening. I'm Darren and this is a show where the guests on my list get to have some fun with their favourite list countdowns and we get to know them and their work a little better. Don't forget you can also catch my review shows every other week here on the same feed. And it's a happy new year to everyone as well. I hope your new year celebrations went off safely and without a hitch and that we can all hope to experience a better 2021. Let us speak of 2020 no more. So just a little note on the format of this show. You may have noticed that in the second episode I changed things up a bit. We only counted down Cole's list, and I've decided to only count down the guest list from now on. I won't be doing a top 10 list that I count down myself. This is mainly to save some time so the show doesn't drag on too long, and it's in a tighter format. The guest list is pretty much what's most important anyway and the focus of the show, so I don't think people are going to really worry about not hearing my top 10 list, so... I'll post my top 10 list on the My Guest List Pod Facebook page and to the newly created My Guest List Pod Facebook group uh, called the MGLP VIP Lounge. So check it out. Go to Facebook, check it out, and join up. Um, My hopes for the group is that we can all share our listening experiences and help each other find new quality content to listen to and to support. Uh, I'd also love to chat to listeners and hear some feedback on the show, the good and the bad. And don't forget to post your own top 10 lists after each show as well. I'll be choosing one each week that stands out to read out on air at the end of the show. Otherwise, you can contact the show at my guest list pod pretty much anywhere you look. But all my guest links and my links will be in the show notes. I've also gone back and added the top 10 lists that we counted down in the first two shows to their show notes as well. So you can check them out there. All right. Today's show was recorded back on the 6th and the 7th of November as we started just before midnight here in Oz and finished at about 2.30am. However, there was no chance of falling asleep as I was really enjoying our conversation and when the topic of discussion is music and alien invasion movies, how could I not be awake? Anyway, enough of me rambling. Please enjoy my chat with Jacob from the Sunday Night Army podcast. And today, I'm fortunate to be joined by someone who has been in the music and media game for quite some time. He is an experienced podcaster, blogger, songwriter, and musician, a true renaissance man. He is the head of Shoot Entertainment, his music venture, co-host of the ADG podcast, and fortunately for us today, he is the host of the Sunday Night Army podcast, a little show I came across just by trolling through Stitcher one day. So all the way from Windsor, Ontario, Canada, Jacob, welcome to my guest list pod. Well, thank you for having me on. That's that's the best introduction I could even I could even write myself that one. That was amazing. <laughs> thank you so much for having me on. Um, you built me up way too nicely. No, no, no. It's uh, it's all warranted. Uh, I've listened to a lot of your shows, and uh, uh, I like what you you're putting out. And uh, I've been able to actually, as we'll speak about as we get into the show, uh, I've been able to discover a lot of new music and entertainment. So uh, I've got a lot to thank you for there as well. Oh, oh, no, no problem. That, that's uh, the goal of my uh, main show is to bring 
uh, act that you wouldn't usually find on your radio or on the internet and bring it to your ears. Why don't we uh, you know, tell us a little bit about uh, the Sunday Night Army podcast, uh, what it is, and yeah, take it from there. Sounds good. Well, the Sunday Night Army podcast it, uh, in December is going to be a full year of the show. Uh, basically came out of um, my original podcast, uh, the ADG podcast, where I, I did a little bit of music review, and it's a fun variety show. But I wanted to do something on my own where I have the ability to just go deeper into more things that I want to talk about and focus on uh, specific issues that whatever I feel like that day. So um, half of the show is music. Um, so every other episode usually is the music series, which I uh, find independent artists or mainstream artists. I've had a few of those. And in between, I try to squeeze in um, societal issues, um, body positivity or a little bit of politics, more of just other social issues that we have to deal with. Uh, then bring other guests like authors and and uh, people like that who, again, who you might not see in the mainstream, but it's something that sh- I feel that others should also experience um, what I'm experiencing with these guests in their interviews. Yeah, look, I, having listened to a lot of your shows, I think some of the, the shows and the, the topics that you deal with, everyone or most people could relate to. And uh, obviously – Opinions will differ one way or another, as opinions do when it comes to uh, you know sensitive topics. But I think that you know if you don't talk about them and you're not putting it out there, then things never get fixed. And it's only through discussion that you know we actually progress. So I love when people come on and don't sit on the fence and they give their opinion. And I've listened to, uh, as I said, a lot of your shows, and you're not backward in coming forward and giving an opinion, which is great. Well, thank you, and, uh, and I agree. Is I try to keep the, that show, uh, the Senate Army, very uh, in the middle. I'm not going to alienate my audience. That's not uh, the goal. Yeah. Is, I'm not going to take a side of this 100%. This is the only way, or this or that. Is just uh, my honest opinion of I think it's this, but it's okay if you think of this because you're entitled to have whatever opinion you want. But here is my point that I'm trying to make because of with this information. So, again, I might have an opinion, but it also with with why I have this opinion. And again, it's OK to disagree. That's why we uh, we're all different. And uh, that's how we only get to get along. And you're 100 percent right. Yeah. And look, speaking of big topics, topics that are in the news and things like that, I guess, obviously, we can't ignore the, the COVID situation. How have you dealt with that where you are? Uh, I know Dr. Bonnie Henry is uh, keeping a lid on things for you for you guys there. Uh, is it still the case? Well, we have um, – it, it's it's strange because uh, it depends where you look for the information. As um, If you look in on the, on the news, you would think it's just as bad as it ever was. Uh, in, in reality, uh, from what I see around, we've been – well, me personally – I was locked up in quarantine, you know, in quarantine for about a month and a half okay. earlier this year and uh, went back to work since May. And it's just been fine. There has been no local cases, no, no local deaths uh, here where I am in the Windsor area. Uh, in the whole province of Ontario, uh, it's been strange uh, because it's been the cases have been up, but 
there haven't been that many deaths. So I'm assuming it's because of the testing. Again, I could be wrong. Uh, but it hasn't been uh, as bad uh, anymore. It's been getting better. And we're just all waiting to get back to normal. What I, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to use the new term that they say the new normal because, um, it, it just says that this is going to be around. I like to get back to, um, the regular normal, but it's, it's decreasing. It's getting, uh, better, opening up a little bit, uh, more every month. Um, more than I can say for our neighbors down south. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, uh, unfortunately, there's, uh, there's some carnage down there, which is not good. It's not, you know, it's not really a laughing matter sort of thing because they're, mm-hmm. they're in a pretty horrid state at the moment. So, and, you know, just obviously with the, the election kerfuffle as well, that's not making anything any easier for anyone down there. So, uh, yeah, you like someone on another interview. I think I was talking to someone, and I'd seen on Facebook that Canadians must think they're living in a flat above a meth lab at the moment. The way things are, <laughs> and uh, it does uh, get interesting. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Do you get over to the states uh, often? I do. I, I love going over as much as I like to um, joke about them. I, I, I love going over. It's, uh, it's similar, but different, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, um, my, my kids, uh, Moles play sports over there. Um, I go over there. I, I like to go back over there. I haven't been able to go back since, uh, about, uh, January. So I'd like to go, uh, go back eventually. Uh, it's just, uh, there's certain things I like to pick up over there gear wise for the show, for sports, for anything else. It's, it's just, um, a little bit, like I said, a little bit different, but similar, uh, just a different environment. And uh, with the exchange, some of the things are cheaper down there. Canada's okay. kind of expensive. So, all right. Yeah. Look, why don't we get to the topic that you've picked today? So, again, like I said, you're a man that's in the media and music and a musician. And I was hoping that you'd pick something that would show a little bit. Uh, something different in terms of your personality, and you have done that. You've picked alien <laughs> invasion movies, the top ten <laughs> alien invasion movies. So l- let me ask: you're a bit of a sci-fi nerd? Oh, a uh, little bit, not as much as I want to be, but I, uh, I've watched uh, a boatload, uh, a lot of sci-fi movies, a lot of. Um, I'm really into zombie movies and that genre. Yeah, I think I've watched every B, C, D level <laughs> movie available in the world. Yeah. For zombie movies, um, it's some movies that you wouldn't ever think of watching or want to watch. If even if that was the last movie in the world, I probably watched it. Okay. Uh, but yeah, this, yeah, well, when uh, you let me pick a topic out of that list, it was like, yeah, oh, I ha- I have ten for you, and Fantastic. and uh, it was it was fun. It was fun making this list. All right, well, let's get started. Let's go with your number ten top alien invasion movie. What's your number ten? Number 10 is The Faculty. Faculty is not on a lot of people's radars, uh, mainstream, but, um, that, that, te- uh, that alien and the aliens take over the teachers and then yeah. it, it spreads from there as a decent casting. It's, it's, I think it was made in, uh, late nineties. 98. It was a fun yeah. movie. It's a fun movie to watch. Yeah. Look, Faculty, fantastic movie. And like you said, it's got actually a really good cast. Mm-hmm. So uh, surprising. Yeah. Jordan Brewster from you know Fast and Furious, Elijah Wood, Robert Patrick, Selma Hayek, uh, John Stewart before he was doing night shows, I guess. Um, <laughs> Josh Hartnett and 
Yeah, it's a, a really good movie. It's I ha- I rewatched that when you you gave me your list. I thought I well, I've obviously I've seen that movie. I thought it was a great movie, but I couldn't remember how good it was. So I went back and and listened to it again. Uh, watched it again. Mm-hmm. Look, one one of the things with that movie too, I was listening to the soundtrack. It had a pretty good soundtrack too. Really? Oh, I haven't. Uh, I totally missed to look into that. Yeah, Creed. Creed. I have to go back. Yeah, some some pretty good. Uh, People forgot about Creed, and and they were then he they declared themselves the greatest band in the world in 1999. <laughs> yeah, People I know. forgot about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So oh well. Uh, one of the, one of the things I noticed in that movie, I probably didn't even notice the first time round that Robert Patrick actually goes up to one of the cars, and it's Elijah Wood's dad that he, I think he goes and speaks speaks to. And he walks up to the to the car and says, you know, hello, Mr. Connor. And, uh, you know, Casey's – that's right, his name's Casey, Casey Connor. And he goes up to his dad and he goes, Mr. Connor. And I thought to myself, well, is that a little bit of a, you know, shout-out to uh, Terminator and things like that? So, <laughs> but, uh, uh, that, that, that might be, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a good one. Nice catch. Nice well, catch on that one. I didn't actually I, – I don't think I, I noticed that the first time. It was just on the rewatch I caught that, and I was like, ah, that has to be. So, But, yeah, cool. I, I think that's, that's a strong number 10. Like, to be honest, I might even have that higher myself because I thought that was a, a great movie. So I thought the most unbelievable part of that movie wasn't so much the alien invasion, but that Elijah Wood and Jordan Brewster would actually be boyfriend and girlfriend. Uh, I thought that was yeah. it's a little odd, right? That was, but it's less a, it's, it's a, it's a, yeah. But it, you know, when it was made, and you know, two one of the hot, some of the hottest actors at that time, and um, yeah, it's a strange mix. Yeah, I those two, yeah. Ah, well, hey, definitely, it's pretty cool. All right, look, uh, let's move on. Let's move on to your number mm-hmm. nine. Num- number nine is one of the rarer movies that I'm sure most people haven't seen. Um, and let's be honest, it's a Charlie Sheen movie. Yeah. Uh, The Arrival. And I've rewatched this movie, uh, quite a few times. It, it, it plays out like a low budget movie, but it actually, it's not. Um, <laughs> and I don't, and they made it in 1996. It's it, as strange as it is and the acting as weird as it is. I love watching this movie. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, um, one because it's the story is not as unbelievable, especially through halfway through the movie when everything builds up. Yeah, um, you know, but it, it's it's there. It's pretty good. And like I said, every time it's on TV, I watch it. I I have seen this movie. I haven't seen it for a long time, but the only thing I sort of remember was I thought the the animation of the aliens was actually pretty good for the time. And Charlie Sheen, I yeah, thought, looked older. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it's one of the more serious um, roles he had. It was actually pretty good. And that, I think what got me to like this movie more is the integration of the aliens. They weren't, you know, out there it, out everybody to see that they're invading. Mm. They were more hidden, blending in, and yeah. getting things done from the inside. Yeah. So that, that's how that was. That the concept of it was better than the actual movie. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's cool. I actually thought you might have been ref- referring to the other movie, the Amy Adams one in 2016, I think it is. The, uh, it's not The Arrival, it's just Arrival, because um, I thought that was a pretty good, uh, but that was really not an alien invasion movie as such. So Yeah. Yeah. So, but- uh, I, didn't, I didn't like that one for some reason. I, I couldn't finish it. 
Okay. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why I couldn't. I couldn't finish that uh, that movie. That's. I think that's it was cool. just me. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. Hey, to each his own. All right, so mm. we've done uh, that. So we're up to number. Ah, uh, we're up to number eight, and one of my favorites. Yes. So. Well, this one should have, should have, should be number two on my list, but the list is so good. I, in my opinion, that I just couldn't put it up there. Yeah. Um, battle, uh, battle LA. I re, I have it. I rewatch it. Um, usually once a month. Uh, and, uh, battle LA is just one of those movies that includes, um, War, which I love war movies. Yeah. That uh, includes uh, a little bit more strategic from the very beginning. Yes, definitely. Because of, of how the aliens invade. Uh, so that's very interesting to me uh, because from the very beginning already there's there's a narrative of how, why, and where. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it automatically starts off really good. And, uh, yeah, I, I think just the whole plot of Maji kind of goes away near the end, but um, how it starts off, I think, is brilliant because it uh, just gives you something to follow, gives you a line to to cross with the movie, and uh, yeah, it's just a really good uh, good watch. And I think the action scenes are just great. Definitely, I, I think it's severely underrated movie. Like the production values mm-hmm. are great. Like you said, the action scenes are top notch. The the acting was good. The the the, the aliens look fantastic, and the weaponry of mm-hmm. the aliens and things like that. It wasn't over the top in terms of one way or the other that the they had these you know weapons that you know just outgunned the humans, and the humans didn't really have anything that couldn't. You know, penetrate what they had as well. So it was sort of like a fair fight as well. Although you mm-hmm. always find that funny when someone's come, you know, from another part of the, the galaxy or another solar system, you know, it's intergalactic travel and they get here and their weaponry is not quite superior to ours. Uh, I find right, that a right. co- yeah, a little counterintuitive, but, but apart from that, I, I love that movie. Um, uh, that was actually a, a birthday present. From uh, a mate of mine uh, on Blu-ray. Oh, nice! Yeah, it was. Nice. Uh, he knew I loved the movie, and because we we saw it at the movies here, but it wasn't out for very long here in Australia. Uh, so yeah, I had to wait for the DVD to come out to watch it again. So uh, now, obviously, we don't don't have to worry about that. But uh, yeah, cool. <laughs> so I was glad to see that on there because I, I thought that was a, a really solid pick. Yeah, definitely love that movie. Your number seven. Number seven is one of the stranger movies on here. It shouldn't probably be on here. <laughs> I'd agree. Um, but, uh, but, but I thought the only reason I'll put it up is because it's something that, um, the, the way it's shot, it's shot in a, in, in a small area, which there's another move. There's a zombie movie that I like better than this alien movie with a similar concept. Um, I think hashtag alive is the zombie movie that, I, that kind of mimics. Uh, this number seven called Attack the Block. Attack yeah. the Block. It's one of those movies that you don't think is going to be good, uh, because it's just based around one kids and aliens, which has been overdone so many times. Um, but if you look at it, the cast is pretty good. Um, it's very under underrated and it's, it was made in the UK. So on this side really wasn't going to, it didn't really do well. But uh, the movie was pretty cool. I think the alien idea was pretty cool. The only again, the, the cast was good because it had all the UK big names in it. Uh, but uh, I think the only flaw with this movie was it was centered around one neighborhood. But the concept was cool, um, and and the guessing of what the aliens are and 
what, you know, what they're doing in that neighborhood and yeah. that there was, you know, mostly kids in the movie as, as, uh, the main characters was, uh, pretty interesting. Uh, I would probably compare it to super eight, maybe. Oh yeah. yeah that yeah. way. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's but a not, similarly similar things. So, yeah. Yeah. But, but, but I, I, I liked it. It was pretty, it was pretty cool. And I know what they're going for, you know, mm. kids and gangs and stuff, but it was a little different, but I liked it. It did show the parochial nature of sort of like the commission flats and that East Ender type of situation yes. where like where they they mug the girl, but they say if they said if we'd known you'd from the block, we wouldn't have mugged you sort of thing. So mm-hmm. um, and then they all band together against the aliens. So and it is very parochial in terms of the way that's you know, it's a bit tribal in terms of the commission flats and things like that. And you see that in a lot of areas. Yeah, look, uh, it it wouldn't probably be uh, on my top ten as such, but yeah, it was a a fun movie. the The monsters were pretty cool, um, but uh, I thought the kids were um, <laughs> hilarious. Um, yeah, uh, it's, uh, yeah, I think they made they made the movie. Yeah, yeah. the kids, you know, it's a pretty good cast. It. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't bad at all. wasn't bad at all. All right, cool. All right, so look, that's your that's ten to seven. Why don't we take a little bit of a break? And uh, I'll ask you some more questions about you and the show. You mentioned before, so that you do every say every other show is a a music show, and then the the shows in between um topics that uh, are in the news at the time or something that uh, you want to get off your chest which shows do you prefer to do well that's the the beauty of, of having a show it's whatever um i feel like at the moment when when i have uh, artists to come on uh, to play their music and talk about their music it's uh, definitely um what i what i love doing because uh trying to figure out as an artist myself, trying to figure out how they they go through their process as artists um, and what their psyche is when they're writing music, when they're uh, when they're putting things together to release their music, and how it all feels mm-hmm. is just one of the greatest things that I, I've experienced. And I want to hear their story. But having the ability to go and oh, you know, what, this week uh, don't feel like scheduling anybody. Just, for example, this week I I didn't schedule anybody because of the U.S. election. My show the last two weeks didn't have any guests because it's just not not the time to. Uh, I know everybody has to be busy and it's crazy. So this last uh, couple of shows have just been me and I had time to catch up on things that I want to talk about um, uh, that I'm that I'm feeling that I should get out there or a um, little bit of a little bit of politics, a little bit of um, the media. I like I like uh, taking sh- shots at the media because as a trained journalist. And I see what's happening out there. I'm just like, oh, let, let us take a few jabs at these people because here's here's why. And 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 balance balance out the the music that I love doing, and then having the ability to give my um, my stance on something, or give some other facts, or even have uh, different uh, guests like uh, have be able the opportunity to schedule like a comedian to come on that I've had, yeah. or or a body positive mentor, or um, other. Uh, authors, for example, that uh, that have interesting books that need to get out there mm-hmm. uh, because of their message. Oh yeah, having the freedom and ability to that—it's it's all all uh, exactly what I want to do at any time I want to do it. That's that's the beauty of having um, a, a show that I can do anything with that I want. And music is definitely 
a huge part of it, and uh, I wouldn't change that at all. Oh, that's fantastic, and 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 that's what I would expect from listening to your show. You can see the genesis of the show has come out of that sort of an attitude. I can see where you know you have your own story, and being able to see the the journey that other people have gone on, especially artists, uh, you know, music artists, um, that how that would interest you as well. And it's interesting to to everyone, uh, I dare say. So, like, I listened to one of the the shows you had with uh, is it James Reagan, uh, the young uh, boy, the twelve year old boy who's written music for uh, Tommy Reagan. Yes. Tommy Reagan. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yes. Um, so, oh, he was, um, he's um, amazing. He's, if I, at his age to do what he's done, it's, it's tremendous. Yeah, it's great. And that was really, I thought that was really interesting. I was, I was blown away by this kid who's written a score for, <laughs> you know, a movie and he's also acting. And acted. Um, yes. It's, yeah, it's, it's like, it was a good movie too. Stop it. You're making all the rest of us look bad. So, <laughs> but, uh. Well, to make it worse, to make it worse, Darren, um, he came out with a whole bunch of music videos after that. Uh, so <laughs> he's already ahead of the game. So uh, fair enough. Well, all power to him. Uh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. So with the way the show has developed, is it has it developed in the way that you envisioned it would, or has it changed absolutely in any way? Not. Yeah, absolutely not. I had no clue what was going to happen. Okay. Um, I knew what I wanted to do. I knew um the idea for it. And if you look at the first few shows, it was in-depth, long interviews, things I wanted to talk about with whoever was the guests were. We were, we really got into it. Um, and then I figured out uh, after uh, 10 shows or more, like, oh, I can I could do even more of what I want to do. Yeah. And, and, and once it got rolling and I could actually start picking even more guests and asking more guests that I, that I really want to talk about and really want to get into their heads about the different things. And the, the, the more shows I've done, um, the more creative I've been able to get, but I had no idea it was going to be like this uh, last December. No, okay. no clue. I knew I just wanted to do something on my own yep. where I have just see how it goes and see how it develops week by week. Fantastic. That's great. Oh, look, I, I think you can see that with your show in terms of how it's grown organically. And I think that's, the the best way uh you know i was talking to uh, another podcaster about how their show's grown and how things that have come from the audience have become part of the show and things like that and i love it when a show just you know you can see it evolve uh and i've, I've seen that with yours as well because I, I went straight back to your first episode and listened to pretty much every other episode just to to get a really good feel and and, and, and oh, enjoyed, I enjoyed them as well. They were they were great. So um, and I speaking of which, it. how's the new uh, studio going? Oh oh, it's it's a work in progress. Um, it's it, because of COVID it, it, and, and being locked down. I had the ability to um, make it a little bit more comfortable, and um, it, it's it's it makes it a lot, a lot easier uh, when uh, you can when you're not um, surrounded by construction in in, in the area, but. Yeah, okay. it's, it's, it's comfortable. Oh, very good. Uh, and I, going through those episodes, I must, like I mentioned at the start of the show, there's one episode in particular that I really stands out for me because the, every band you had on that episode, I've now gone and, you know, searched out <laughs> more of the mu- music. And that was the focus. That's, sorry. That was perfect. Uh, that was the, uh, the focus on Alberta bands. 
Oh, wow. So, okay. all time everywhere, something mechanical and with, um, with conviction. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I think it's, uh, with conviction or without conviction. I can't remember which one it was, but uh, it's, with, with, it's with conviction. With yeah. conviction. Yeah. I thought yeah. they were all just bangers. They were fantastic. And, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I listened to that episode and I had to stop working while I was, uh, listening and, and write down, I've got to go find these guys and listen to more of the music. And I guess that's exactly what you want to hear. Yes. That, that is a hundred percent of what. Uh, the show is all about because if um, you can find bands from because they're super far away from me too, yeah. And I was able to to uh, find them and put and put their stuff on the show, and that's hundred percent the goal of the show. If that's something that you find appealing to you, and yeah, you, know, you just happen to like them and add them to your playlist, and you know, and and that's the goal. And there, it's been like that even for me because. I get a lot of requests to get sent music to me to, Hey, look, can you listen to this? And maybe we can get on the show. And there's been a, a lot of times that I'm like, Oh, wow. This is just, you know what? I love it. Let's just play this music and I want to share with everybody. Fantastic. And, um, and uh, to hear that you had that experience, that's, that's awesome. I, Cause all those bands are great. They're all super independent. Yeah. Um, and, uh, they have a, they have a very unique sound. Yeah. That, as, as you've listened, they have a cool sound. And I would also recommend MDE, Modern Day Escape okay. episode, because they're they're very similar and they just put out even more new music. Fantastic. All right, I'll give them a listen as well. That's cool. <laughs> Speaking of music, what's your favorite style of music or do you not have one? Well, it, it's funny because um, it depends. I, I listen to basically anything yeah. um, that's, um, that is catchy. Uh, that uh, I try to avoid m- most of the top 40 stuff mm-hmm. on the radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, but I, you don't have to listen to it because the kids love it and it's on the radio and wherever I go, it's they get the choice of music. Um, but uh, I'm a big fan of everything. My favorite band is a rock band. Um, my, my, you know, Europe, out of Europe. Uh, it's an old band. It's, uh, oh, you're a Final music. That's my favorite band. Final oh, Countdown. yeah. Oh, yeah, I know you're. Yep. <laughs> That's my favorite band of all time. And I get teased about it on my other show okay. all the time. But I love those guys. I've been following them since uh, the late 80s. And they still put out music to this day. Um, but the funny thing is I listen to everything. My favorite band is a rock band. But I, I write and perform rap music. And, okay. I, and, uh, also, and I also write country and folk music. Fantastic. Super weird. I don't know why. Uh, look, good music is good music. I don't you know, like mm-hmm. if it's... If it's, you know, uh, Incubus or it's Kenny Chesney or it's Killer's Army and, you know, Sidney mm-hmm. Morgue. Uh, if you like it, you like it. And if you think it's good, right. then listen to it sort of thing. So, you know, I can, I can appreciate a, uh, an eclectic taste of music. Uh, I like a lot of stuff myself that's very, very different. So, uh, and I get teased about it as well by my sons. Uh, <laughs> so I can, uh, I can, I can understand where you're coming from. And, uh, it's funny. You, you know, they're a big hair band from back then, Europe. My favorite band of all time is not quite as much of a hair band, but they had some hair on them, and that was uh, Extreme. <laughs> extreme, yes, yeah. more than words. Okay, yes. yeah. You know, Bettencourt, so that, Gary Trani. Yeah, that's that's always on my playlist, too. I, I, those are, those are, that's good music. But I think what it is mostly about, doesn't matter which genre we like and what we listen to. Uh, and that's one of uh, one of my artists that came on the show locally, uh, mentioned too, and I 100% agree. It's a music with a message. 
Yeah. As long as there's a message in the music of some sort and there's something feeling behind it, 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 it you, you're going to listen to it. You're going to somehow vibe with it. All right. Let's move on to number six, your sixth best alien uh, invasion movie. Well, I'm going to get a lot of hate for this one because um, – Not off me. It's a Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise <laughs> movie, the Tom Cruise version of War of the Worlds. And um, I, I find it fascinating uh, because uh, I, I could not get through the first chapter of the book, and I am an avid reader. Yeah. But uh, the movie itself I thought was well done. Uh, as ridiculous as they made their invasion in that movie because it was ridiculous, uh, the concept of what are you going to do when this spontaneously happens, mm-hmm. the reaction – it's really well done in this movie. And I, and I like to see that because the human reaction to something that you're not expecting is, is it's a really good, hard concept to capture in a movie. I, I think you're 100% right. I actually love the movie. Um, you know, I think the original was great, but I think the remake was fantastic. And that, that human, um, part of it that, when you, you see everyone running over the hill and, you know, families being split up and people just, not aware of what's going on because they're so shocked or they're in shock. Uh, it's the human condition. And, and it, I thought it was a, a really well, look, it's Steven Spielberg. So yes, what are you it was going to be well done. <laughs> it's going to be well done. So <laughs> yeah. So, um, I actually, yeah, I thought it was a, it's, it, it's definitely going to be on one of my lists if I did it, one of my top 10 movies for sure. Um, and, uh, so I was surprised when you, you said you're going to get a lot of hate for it. I, I thought Tom Cruise was great in it and I, I just thought the movie was fantastic. Yes. It, it's, it, it depends on, on the audience and there's, there usually I get feedback from, um, Tom Cruise movies like, Mission Impossible. It's like, and, and I and I pick on him to myself because he's always running. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's true. He's always he's always chasing himself somewhere, yes. whatever direction. But uh, it, it's, it, I find it uh, like a very good movie, and I always, always, always watch it when it when it's on TV, and I have nothing else to do. It's always if it's on, I am watching it uh, from wherever it starts to all the way to the end. You know, my favorite scene out of that movie is when. Um, they're, they're still in their neighborhood where the house is and they, they have, find a van and they make it work. Oh, yeah, with the. <laughs> and, and, and see, it makes, makes sense to me because, uh, that van isn't very computerized and, when, and it doesn't work because they EMP'd the entire area. Yeah. The only way to make it work is to, you know, do a couple of things, you know, swap out. You replace a the solenoid? In the engine. Didn't you replace the yeah. solenoid? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Which is okay. See, if if if, if you you kind of make your mind think it could work, it can work. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so um, I, I like I like that scene. I really I really liked it. It was feasible for so, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we're up to number five. Oh, it's, 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 this movie, um, lo- the specific rim, and there's a reason it's right in the middle of my list. It's one of my favorite movies. Well, it's giant robots. Yep. And it's mo- giant <laughs> monsters. Yep. And you can't go wrong with that combination as much as people think you can, you can't. And this was surprisingly really well done the yep. first time around. Yeah. And I'm going to say first time around because the second one was not <laughs> as good. Not as good. No, not as good. But I, I still thought it was okay, but it's not oh, as I, good. I, I, I still watched it a half a dozen times. Yeah. But, um, the first one was, it was like over two hours long, 
for one. Uh, and uh, it was a concept that uh, that I really liked, but that wasn't really done before unless you, you watch like Godzilla or something like that. Yeah. Um, but and why it's in the alien invasion uh, list, because you have to actually watch the movie to find out what the whole concept of these monsters is. Exactly. And uh, that's why it's on the alien invasion list. And uh, yeah, again, very the way valid. they made uh, very, yeah, very, very valid movie on the list. Great CGI. Uh, cool concept, um, decent acting. I gotta say, and especially in the first one. You don't think Idris uh, Elba was a little bit over the top? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're you're expecting a movie with giant robots. I guess everything monsters. has to be big, <laughs> <laughs> right? To, for a little overreaction and cheesiness, um, but uh, I think it fit very well with the movie because you, it's already you you know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. If you're watching Pacific Rim, you're watching for the monsters. The giant nice. robots yeah. and the and the acting, you know, it's gonna be out there. So, again, if you want, if you're there to watch, see the movie, you know what you're getting yourself into, and that's why it's on the list. It's it's a fun movie. I own it, and uh, yeah. surprisingly, got my kids hooked on the Pacific Rim uh, movies. Fantastic, and uh, my little guy loves it too. Yeah, look, it, it's a cool movie and very valid to be an uh, an alien invasion movie, uh, as you said. But we won't spoil it for anyone that hasn't seen. Uh, the movie yet but Guillermo del Toro too you know Hellboy he does big characters I think with a lot of you know or strange characters with you know Shape of Water and things like that and uh, Pan's Labyrinth I think was another one that he did that you know Mm -hmm. um, and he's been involved in a lot of big character sort of movies and things like that so yeah the second wasn't as good but yeah uh, still worth a watch yeah I think the Second one, they just wanted to, uh, and I hate, and I hate, and it's fun to use this word, Americanize it, uh, where they just uh, way overdo a movie that's already overdone. Yeah. Yeah. If, if that makes any sense, they just threw it even more crazy things <laughs> at something that's already crazy and over the top. Yeah. Yeah. They did. So, yeah. yeah. But the, there's one, there's one scene that you're right. It makes it for a very visual movie, uh, in the first one where, and it's in the beginning of the movie, so I'm not really spoiling anything, uh, when, um, uh, at the end of the first battle, the robot comes ashore, and oh, how yeah. that comes along. It's yeah. very visual, very meaningful, and I really, really like that 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 scene in the movie. It gives you scale too, like when right. you see the the uh, the ka- kaiju and the um uh the robots. Uh, what are they robots called again? Uh... Oh, the um uh, uh okay. It's a German word, I'm afraid though. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I can't think of it. But um when you see them fighting, it looks like something maybe uh look, it's 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 really good, but it could nearly be something out of Power Rangers, you know, because you you've got all the buildings there and things like that. But when you see the yes. guy climb out of that uh robot on the beach, uh it gives you that scale that I think stays with you for the rest of the movie. You know, they, they've set the scene. This is how big they really are and, you know, how uh, dynamic that scene is and w- when it comes ashore like that. Uh, and that, that sets you up for the rest of the movie, which is cool. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I agree. All right. Fantastic. So we're up to now. <laughs> this is a good one. Um, num- <laughs> <laughs> number four. Let everyone number know what four. your number four is. Oh, number four is um- – as a, as a wrestling fan, especially <laughs> further back, you knew this movie. Yes. Most people didn't know this movie, especially later on, because it did come out in 1988. Yep. And um, they live 
with Roddy Piper. Yes. Is, is, is that movie. And if you ca- catch this movie in the middle, if you just catch it in the middle of the movie, you're going to be thinking to yourself, what am I watching <laughs> and why is this on TV? Yeah. Yeah. I could say that. Cause you don't have any, any buildup because of what's happening in the movie. It's, it's, it's very strange. So it basically, uh, Roddy Piper discovers a pair of sunglasses that allow him to take up, uh, like see aliens that live on earth, see their true form. And, um, they just give you this quick synopsis of that. And the acting is, as you expect in 1988 from, uh, uh, this is a B movie. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, like cult classic. And with, with, <laughs> yeah, it's a cult classic because you know, nothing's going to be, um, a lot of, a lot of money invested in the graphics, the, um, the animations and anything else, but it works. Because um, they do make it a lot of it black and white, and it, it's you, you kind of have to visualize some of it in your head of what's happening. Mm. But but yeah, it, it's it's a little some it's hard to follow because there's a lot of talking. But uh, it, it, no, it's a, just a fun movie to just immerse yourself into. And, and it's got one of the most quotable lines in it from all time. Uh, do you remember what I'm talking about? When he comes into the bank with the shotgun, I've come here to oh, chew bubblegum. Yes. <laughs> gum, yeah. And, and yes. Uh, kick ass, and I'm all kick out ass, of bubblegum. Uh, bubblegum, yeah. <laughs> and, and see, it's a lot of people know that line, but they don't know where it comes from. Exactly. And Yes. Yeah, and definitely. it's this movie that, again, it's a cult classic. It yeah. hasn't really been out there, and, and that's why it's on my list. Again, and then I've, last time I watched it was about 10 years ago. Yeah. Gotta but be. when making this list for uh, for our show today, I was like, okay, so now I also keep this list because this is what I'm going to be rewatching over <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> Fantastic, perfect. Look, and one yeah. thing I got to remember for that that movie as well is that scene in the the bank where I can't remember the other actor he fights, but that's a fantastic fight scene. Um, uh, there's a lot of wrestling moves thrown into that fight scene as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, you gotta remember Roddy Piper at in 1988 was at the peak of his career, oh, or for was sure. the, yeah, you know, um, physically. So uh, that that was the guy to use. Yeah. Plus, he has great great charisma. Um, he already has the they have to act in in wrestling, so yeah. he transferred that really well to the movie. Yeah. And it's a John Carpenter movie, so what do you expect? Uh, again, you're right, completely. Halloween, The Thing, Escape from New York, some of all, well, not so much Halloween, but The Thing and Escape from New York. I did uh, a podcast with uh, another guy uh, from North Bay who does, he has a trivia podcast and we did actually his top 10 scariest movies. And The Thing was on there and we were, we were talking about John Carpenter and um, uh, he's a stickler for detail and he, He's a he's a great director. You know, you're not going to get a bad movie from him. So, yeah, com- completely agree. Yeah, you know, it's a John Carpenter movie, and even though it's probably considered a B movie, it still became a, a cult classic. So, oh, it's fantastic! It's fantastic. And then, you know what? It, you can't just sit there and expect to be fully entertained. You have to kind of help be uh, entertain yourself when you're watching it because you have to put in your head that. It, Make it plausible. Yeah, of course. That suspension of disbelief sort of thing. So exactly. Yes. Let's see. There you go. You got it. Perfect. Fantastic. All right. Cool. So let's take another break and talk Mm -hmm. about you a little bit more. So one of the questions we you you 
touched on it before. You said you've got an album coming out. So is that going to be just a rap album or a hip hop album? I, I'm I'm struggling with that decision, and um, because that's a great question. Because uh, I, I I know I've I've posted that I do want to make this album. I have everything uh, the, the cover art ready, the name of it ready. I'm still not sure if it's going to be an album because I keep writing the songs and I keep writing them, and um, I'm going to record another song of that uh, today. Yeah, for it, um, I, it's it's. As an artist, you're struggling. Do I want to release all of them at once or do I want to stagger the release as the trends are in the music industry now is to release a lot of singles as they come? Or do I want to save everything and hold it all together until it's all done? And the way things are going right now, it's taking me quite a bit um, to get things done. Uh, as I, I do have all my music. I do have uh, all my in- instrumentals already. There's a lot of them. And uh, a big thank you to my producer for uh, giving me those at Lifted Music. Uh, um, he's, he's tremendous. Uh, but the, the writing process, I've been writing as much as I can and trying to get this album together. I don't want to rush it. Yeah. The goal was originally to have it out in January for my birthday, make a big release. Yeah. Um, but with with, with everything... Um, Time-wise, date-wise, how are things coming together? Uh, that will be me taking a lot of time off to do it, and I don't, I don't think I can do that. So yeah. I'm going to take it one song at a time, see how it does, and I might just scrap the album idea or save it for a future project and just start releasing these singles that I think um, might, might uh, work better. Okay. I'm, still, I'm still on the fence. Look, I guess audio on demand in all its forms nowadays has really changed the way that people source their music and the way that people who create music actually release it. So uh, I guess it's a really important question in terms of your marketing strategy, in terms of what you're going to do mm-hmm. and, and what you can afford to do with time because obviously you're a father and you, mm-hmm. you've you got a, a day job as well, I guess, as to, to that yeah, you've you know, back to and – uh, we're coming into a really busy time of year, so I can understand it's probably uh, a little bit of a, a decision to be to be uh, pondered on. So, well, and with that, I, I I have a lot of friends that are music is is all they do, and they, that's their job, mm. and they're really good at it, and they can plan things a lot better. But I do music for me; I don't do music for anybody else. Yeah, the music I I do is just uh. Just for me as a way, um, just to do what I, I wanted to do. Again, it's one of those things I always wanted to do. Yeah. I started super late. Um, yeah, I started in my doing music in my mid thirties. So okay. that's, um, that's extremely late for me, uh, to start doing music, uh, especially, uh, uh, all the artists I know they always start super early. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, there, it's not going to be out there to make money. It's not out there to be famous. It's, it's just, I write things down. I want to put a message out there, sometimes as as weird as that message might be, and just uh, just have it out there for uh, as a project of something I always wanted to do and have it done. Music from the soul, music from the heart. Right, and it's angry heart sometimes. <laughs> yeah, well, I look, and that's the it, and that's the thing. I think sometimes the the best music comes from things that uh, challenge you in your life. 
So uh, if everything's going really well, sometimes the the urge to 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 do something creative or maybe to you know want to say something uh, and deal with something isn't there. So um, I think through adversity, uh, not just good music gets made, but people do things. I think there's more born out of adversity than there is out of complacency. So oh, I, yeah, for sure, that's a bit of a muse, I guess. So mm-hmm. um, it's like what, what, how we do podcasts. It's the same thing. We, uh, you and I are podcasters, and it, there's there's things we want that we want out there, and that's why the same reason we do those. Speak. Look, it wasn't a question I was going to ask, but now we are mm-hmm. on the topic of hip hop and things like that. Do you have any influences from the hip hop genre that you'd mention, or? Is it more? It's more of a unique style that you've got, or? Oh, I have, I have, uh, I have a lot of inf- influence um, out there. I, I like everything from the mid '90s to late '90s. Okay. Uh, Hip hop, anything in, in those styles. I am very. Let's be honest. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like I'm gonna be honest with everybody else that has always listens to my show. Um, I am not very good at it. But do you enjoy, honestly, do you enjoy I, it? I, I, oh, I love it. Then it's that's great. The, that's the important uh, thing. Exactly, but I am not very good at it. So if, if anybody is expecting uh, a lot of talent, there isn't. <laughs> there is a lot of writing. <laughs> There's de- decent writing, yeah. but the the way it's projected in 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 sound is not the highest quality that you would expect to hear. But again, it's all about the message, and I do it exactly. for me. But the the influence I love in '90s influence because that's when hip hop wasn't about uh, how fast you rap or mm. of, or how, how little things you can say because you're mumble rapping and repeating yourself 30 times in a, yeah. in a song. Um, it was a message. Yeah. Right. There was a message that we're building a story. There was a story about something you're t- telling us about your life. You're telling yeah. us about what you went through. You're telling about us about what you're going through. Uh, it, that's, that's the whole point of, of why I, I write things. There's um track that I already have out there that's been about two years out there. It's one of my first uh, main collaborations that I've done. I wrote a song for a friend, and she asked me to write a song with certain feelings in it, and I did that. And then what I decided to do is put a verse of myself in there, uh, um, saying uh, something as a rebuttal to the actual song. So not to complicate the track, but the song, and I'm going to spoil it a little bit, uh, the song was called All Alone, with one of my friends singing on it. It was this, uh, it was a song, just regular song about, it's about suicide. But then I put a verse in there as a, uh, as an inside look to that, uh, from another, from one point of view. Okay. So it was, it's a complicated song. Lyrics are pretty good. Um, I can't sing. That's why somebody else do it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's one of those tracks that, that has a lot of meaning. Uh, for somebody that wanted me to write a song, and I did that, and um, I think it's one of the best things I've ever done uh, until I started releasing my new stuff uh, recently. Oh, fantastic! I'll look forward to uh, to hearing it. So, uh, you know, it's you've put a lot of work into it, obviously, and a lot of yourself into it. So, yeah, it's something to be proud of, I dare say, and I can't wait to hear it. Oh, I, I, I will be more than happy to spam your mailbox with uh, all those links. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> and uh, all that all that could be found on the uh, Shoot Entertainment YouTube channel. All right, cool. Outside of music, do you have any other uh, hobbies and interests? 
um, like sports or you said you're, you're into a lot of the, you know, like the, I think the uh, NFL and baseball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do watch a, a lot of um, uh, American football on TV, but I think my biggest passion um, used to be coaching uh, football, regular football, okay. uh, what we call soccer here. Soccer, yeah. Um, I think, I don't know, you guys call it soccer? We call it soccer. Sure. I always forget. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we call I always soccer. forget to ask that when, when, I, when I talk to um, everybody in Australia. It's all right, soccer. So I love, love co- used to love coaching soccer, but now that my, my oldest plays, it, that's that's my my sport. That's I'm going to watch that, support that, and uh, if it's not football here on Sundays, American football, then I'll be watching okay. uh, my kid play soccer because that's just um, I'm obsessed. That's just how it is. When you're a parent, you know you're a parent. You just obsess about your kids, and when they do something that you love doing yourself, then it's even bigger. Yeah, that that's great. Do do you follow any? Do you want to follow the EPL or anything like that? I, I'd love to follow it. There's just no no not enough hours in the day. <laughs> um, it's funny because I have a lot of friends even at work that follow all the leagues, the Bundesliga, which I, I, my favorite players are in. Yeah, and it's just like, yeah, I heard about that game. I missed all the. Three goals Lewandowski put in. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, man. I, I saw the highlights. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds amazing. Yeah. I don't know what the time difference is like for you, but my son and I, my eldest boy and I are Aston Villa fans. And, you know, mm-hmm. we rejoice when there's an 11 o'clock game uh, for us here because most of them are more like two or three o'clock in the morning. So, yes. Uh, but hey, it is what it is. I, I usually go to bed and I get him to tell me what the result is in the morning. So, Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's when you're passionate about it even though getting the results is like yes i'm out of the highlights so yeah. it's like watching the game out yeah yeah for sure ah very cool H- who do you follow in the nfl uh and no surprise to anybody because where i'm from but the, the my awful team of the detroit lions, lions. yeah okay and and i ripped i ripped them apart on on the edg podcast that i that i co-host there <laughs> um all the time because we we're more sports centric on there, and about half the show is sports. Okay, and um, I take out my frustrations on them all the time. Okay, well, I haven't listened to that podcast. I'm going to give that a listen to. So I'll uh, I'll give that a listen to. Uh, during well, the week. Totally different side. Totally different side to um, to what my regular show is. Uh, probably just as entertaining. Yeah, but a totally different topics. So for sure. Okay, that'll be great. Look, last question before we move on to your top three. You know, mm-hmm. I, I usually ask this of uh, most people, and oh, I will be asking of most people when I finally release. Um, what are you watching or reading or listening to at the moment? So, watching in terms of TV series or anything like that, or reading what book, listening something new that you don't normally listen to in terms of an artist or something like that. Anything new that you're, you know, into at the yes. moment? House of Cards. Love, love that, love that question. Love that question. Um, Netflix just had a TV series, <clears throat> excuse me, that, um, just came out. It's a Russian TV series out of, uh, out of all places. It's called To the Lake. Oh, okay. Uh, and, um, the ba- basic plot summary of this one, and this is what caught me to watch it, is it's a, a pandemic virus takes over in Russia, in Moscow, and in South, how people react to it and what happens there. Oh, poignant. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Very, excuse me. It's, it's, it's on topic for what's happening now. Yeah. It's a little more deadly in, in this series. Okay. But it's, it, it was, it was well done and it's, it's dubbed in English, yep. which is, oh, I'm okay with reading subtitles, but it was nice that it was dubbed. Yep. Um, 
but yeah, it's one of those series that builds. I like that. Uh, listening to artists, um, I recently had uh, surprisingly tremendous local artists that I learned about not too long ago, and now it's on my regular playlist all the time. Uh, called uh, well, there's two. One mail ma- called Mailbox. He's a local hip hop artist, and uh, Fresh Breath is a duo. Uh, that's is not too far from me surprisingly we're uh, we're very close to each other location wise but i've haven't heard about them until uh, not not too long ago and totally different styles of music and on my repeat playlist right now it's a mailbox and fresh breath tremendous um relevant songs to uh to what's happening right now very okay. positive a lot of full of message and um yeah and I like adding independent artists to my rotation of music. Fantastic. And then they just, I just, re- they just go on repeat. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, all right, cool. Well, let's get into your last three, the big three of alien invasion movies. Oh What's boy. Number three. Number three is definitely, definitely was a, it's a hard top three for me because these movies are, um, a staple. Of what um, what I, what I usually have watch if I'm in the mood for an alien invasion movie, but number three is one of the best ta- tape recovery movies yeah, you can found you can find out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's a big genre of you know oh lost tape found. Yeah, and they do that in the zombie series uh, a lot, but this one was I, I count as an alien invasion movie, and it's become part of something much bigger. And it's Cloverfield, and 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 I love it. From again, from kind of what we talked about with um, some of the other movies, it's how they uh, they built the backstory kind of right away, and then you react to things with the people as it's happening. So, which is pretty cool. The se- series of movies that has has come uh, into fruition now, I, th- I still find the rich, the first Cloverfield to be the best one. As much as Cloverfield Lane was amazing psychologically. Um, with a great cast, oh, yeah, and definitely. and yeah, and and the paradox was building on the the total backstory of uh, the whole thing. Uh, still, the first one uh, kind of makes you, in my head at least, um, see see the panic in real time. And I thought it was very well done for its genre uh, of, of of a handheld. Yeah. Um, how they put it together, and uh, yeah, you, you just and it, you know what? Out of all the movies, um, it, it doesn't doesn't. No, okay, spoiler alert! Don't listen anymore if you don't want to know what how it ends. <laughs> but um, it doesn't end in a positive way. No. So I I kind of like that. I kind of like the the mystery. You know, there's more coming. Yeah. And uh, I thought it was it's just uh, if you look at how movies are written, I thought it was how it progressed really really well. It was it was great. It reminded me of a, a, a Japanese movie. Um, I can't remember the name of it now, but it was a it was actually more of a, a zombie movie. But it was that same uh, level of fear that everyone was showing throughout the whole movie because no one knew why or where this thing had come from, and it was just wreaking havoc, and it wasn't being subtle. <laughs> um, right. And uh, so there wasn't much they could do. And, uh, yeah, again, I don't want to give too much away if no one's seen it or uh, if you haven't seen it, but uh, really good movie. And, yeah, uh, 
not the great, not the happiest of endings, but. <laughs> but it, 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 it makes it makes sense that, and, and I like how it. Uh, some movies just like yeah, it doesn't make sense. Well, out of all alien invasion movies, this one kind of you don't know too much about what's attacking you, but it makes sense to what's happening. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. I really like that. Yeah, look, I, I, it's hard for me if I had to pick between the two, between Cloverfield Lane and that first mm-hmm. one, because I thought John Goodman was fantastic. Oh, tremendous, yeah. tremendous. And the only reason I don't have that one on the list is because all the alien stuff yeah. kind of fit into the last 10 minutes of the movie. Yes, exactly. So yeah, yeah. that's the only reason it's not on the list. But, but for quality movie-wise, oh, yes, that is, is – it's it's amazing what can happen in, in an underground bunker. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to number two. What do we got? Well, this is one of those movies uh, that – the director and writer of gets a lot of um, interesting comments because uh, his movies start off uh, amazing and intriguing, and then they end up, in my opinion anyway, and uh, very flat once it, it comes to the climax. But this one still makes my number two because uh, it, it is an alien invasion movie, and it's Signs uh, with uh, Mel Gibson and Joaquin Phoenix. Yes. Very, very and cool movie. Yeah, it's a cool movie because with so little, they do so much. And that's what M. Night Shaman is known for in his yeah. movies. With very little, with camera work, with little things, he does so much. But And, and it's a really well put together movie. Not to ruin anything for anybody, but until the end. It's a really, really even with uh, what they use uh, in, in footage, from other areas, how it's done, how it's shown, really, really suspenseful, and uh, yeah, no, it's 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 there because of how it makes you feel when you're watching it. Yeah, for sure. And he's a director that's known for twists, and yes. I think the twist here is just the the karmic element of the of the movie and the way it rounds up. It's satisfying because so many things are answered. Uh, and I think that's what makes it a really enjoyable movie is because one, it puts you on edge and you really get to like through the, the actors and his story get to appreciate or feel what it'd be like if that was happening. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and you're watching it unfold on TV and all this sort of stuff. And then you're smack dab in the middle of it, but it, it gives you that sensation, but it also has not giving away too much, that karmic element to it, I think you can interpret it in a number of ways. Uh, and that, and that, that's great directing and a great story. Right. It's how you see it through the actors and in their life. It, it, if you can have that happen in a movie and you can live that through them, that, you, that you, you've done your job. And, that's, uh, and I'm happy Signs uh, came out and probably one of the best movies by, uh, by him to write and direct for sure. Do you like his other movies? Oh yeah. Um, again, uh, I did like a uh, couple of his movies, but it, it, uh, it, but he builds them. They get still after a while because he does it is the same formula for most of them. Yeah. You know, he builds them up. They're tremendous. And then you're just like, Oh, okay. There's a twist. And then there's the ending. And then kind of after, after three or four of his movies, I'm like, okay, you're well, I know how it. he does it. Yeah. yeah you, you know what's going to happen. Something's going to happen in the last quarter of the movie that'll flip the script <laughs> and then it, it'll be something else. Yeah. It's like, well, I don't know if you, you've, um, 
if you have this, and I'm sure you have the Goosebumps movie uh, yes. books. Yes, movie. definitely. It's the yeah. exact same thing. It builds up through the entire book for one thing, and then at the end, it's like, oh, but it's this. It's okay, exactly. It's something completely different. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. I still love the movie though. <laughs> Not very cool. All right, the big one, number one. What's your number one alien invasion movie? Oh boy, this is this one <laughs> I've been watching since it came out. Yeah. It's, it's the most, um, I don't know. It, it's, it, I like to, I don't like to use the word cheesy <laughs> a lot, but for a movie that was, is almost two and a half hours long and with a budget it had, Independence Day, which is number one on this list, yep. uh, is definitely my favorite movie. I have the platinum edition of the DVD. That's uh-huh. how, that's, that's how I roll over here. Uh, very um, good. and with the extended version, and I, and I think, I don't know if it's worn out by now. That's how many times it's been, <laughs> it's been played. Yeah. But, but, it, but, it, but it's a, gr- it's a great movie, great cast. Uh, Will Smith, Bill Pullman, Jeff Goldblum. Um, yeah, it, it just, it just, and all the other characters, cause there's a really good supporting cast in this movie also. Mm. Uh, that's a lot of people don't, uh, don't realize, uh, that you have, uh, uh, Randy Quaid's in it. Oh, Randy um, Quaid was fantastic. He played a fantastic yeah. character in that. There's, yeah. a, there's a, the cast is the supporting cast is really, really good. Yeah, uh, I can't remember the guy. Um, Jeff Goldblum's dad in the movie. Uh, he's a very well known yes. actor. He, uh, he's very funny as well. Um, yeah, uh, John Hirsch. Ah, John Hirsch. Hirsch yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, uh, it, look, and from a director that does big movies. Um, when I say big movies, I mean big character movies. So, uh, and big apocalyptic type movies, uh, day after tomorrow, Godzilla. I had to go and check because I, I couldn't even remember who it was that directed that movie, Independence Day. So, uh, Roland yep. Emmerich. Uh, and, yep. and I was like, uh, what else has he done? <laughs> and, then I, <laughs> and then I had a look at the other movies. I went, oh, well, that's pretty apt, I guess, considering, you know, the, the scale of Independence Day. So, yes, right. It's mind you, got nineteen ninety eight Godzilla. I don't know if I. It, it would, I don't think that would be on my top ten list of Godzilla movies. No, probably not. <laughs> but 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 it had it had some really good actors in it and some good scenes. Soundtrack was interesting. That was that was good. But um, yeah, he's done some really really cool stuff. But with with Independence Day. The idea of, and how they um, relayed the invasion is just how blunt it was. Mm. You're going to show up and roll on top of your city, your city with a giant disc. Yes, that's and not even tell you anything. Yeah, it was it was very very forthright and acting was was um, as you would expect with a Will Smith movie. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, it was it was a lot, it was a lot of fun, and uh, like I said, a, re- a really good cast in it. Yeah, definitely. And, and yeah. like you said, and, uh, no, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like you said, they, they, there was no mucking about with the aliens. You know, Bill Pullman, mm-hmm. you know, says to one of the aliens, "What do you want?" And they just said, "For you to die." Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> they went too ambiguous about what they wanted. So, mm-hmm. well, with at least we get a little bit of backstory that way. Mind you, the travesty of, of the follow-up of Independence Day 2. Resurgence, <laughs> um, I think, or something like that. <laughs> right. And that's not watchable, but <laughs> for me at least. Yeah. Uh, but with, with this one, um, it, it's 
bring, brings the the everyday again, like we kind of mentioned with the other movies. Mm. You're, you're you're in your regular life, and then it just just happens yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah. It's how people kind of, kind of react, and how and some react one way, and some react a different way. Yeah. And that that was something cool to watch, and having the inside uh, of what the president uh, would be able to do, and how would they uh, deal with the situation? Yeah, as as some of it as far fetched as it is, because it is a movie. Yeah. Uh, but it was still it was still cool to watch. The CGI was great. Um, and again, a lot of one liners uh, over there. You know, in this entire movie. Yeah. So much fun to watch. Oh, very cool. And Harry Connick Jr. Uh, short but lovable role. Right, because <laughs> you you're gonna remember of. Uh, Harry Connick Jr. and his cigar. Yes. You know, in the, in, from the entire movie for his whatever 15 minutes he had. <laughs> and, and, and look, Bill Pullman would not be the worst person you could probably put in as president of the United States. I think he could probably do a better job than the other two at the moment in real life. So, well, um, <laughs> with that speech, come yeah. on, that's one of the best speeches of, of uh, movie history that you could probably say. In modern movie history, this is a great, great speech. Uh, look, that that one and Idris Elba's speech from Pacific Rim, where cancelling the oh. apocalypse, both of them fantastic. <laughs> that was that was really good. Um, it, it, you, you're not you're expecting something like this to happen, and what you're not expecting uh, to happen in this movie, especially, is what he does after the speech. Yeah. So, yeah, which is pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. I really like that scene. Fantastic. Okay, so there we have it. That's your top 10 and a solid top 10 it is. So, um, fantastic. It was, uh, I agree with pretty much all those and thank you very much for your time, Jacob. It's, it's, it's been a, a, a great, uh, what is it now? Nearly hour and a half. So, uh, I hope it hasn't been too painful for you. Oh, no, it's been, it's been my pleasure. It's been fun. Um, that, thank you for letting, uh, my list uh, on your show. I had a lot of fun putting it together because it just, Reminds me of movies I should rewatch again, uh, and, and have some fun with that. And uh, and it's a great, great concept. And I love love your show. Thanks, mate. Thank you. So, why don't you let everybody know where they can uh, find your show, and not just uh, the Sunday Night Army, but all the other stuff that you do? Um, shout out your show uh, socials and. Well, if you want to hear any of my uh, interesting music I put out, uh, find me uh, everywhere at uh, at Shoot Entertainment, um, the Instagram and. Uh, page for that or youtube just search shoot entertainment and it's the uh, glowing neon world logo that you're looking for or just go to shootentertainment.ca and you will find some interesting music that i do there uh for the adg podcast that i do if you want to hear me yell and scream about my terrible sports teams that's adg podcast anywhere you want to hear a podcast and uh the, the facebook and instagram handle is at adg podcast but if you want to hear the uh the music that I'm so passionate about and some interesting characters, interesting stories. Uh, the Sunday night army is, um, everywhere you listen to a podcast worldwide. I know I'm reaching about 25 countries at the moment and I love it. And I, I love everybody for that. Anywhere. Um, you have a podcast just search the Sunday night army on any listening platform you want. Um, now, uh, if you want to find the socials, Instagram is at, uh, and then Facebook at the Sunday Night Army and Twitter, because Twitter is weird, is just at the Sunday Night Army. 
that's my socials. Fantastic. All right. That's great, mate. And uh, again, thank you very much for agreeing to come on to this. I, I had a lot of fun and I look forward to uh, listening to some more of your your shows and discovering new music and uh, catching up and saying hi every now and then. So uh, you stay safe, stay well, and thanks again for coming on. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it so much. No worries. So that's another one in the bag. Jacob is a cool guy and his shows are always different and entertaining. He's also very supportive of other podcasters and he's given me some sage advice. Although if you check out his social media, you will find that he is very supportive of other podcasters in general. He has a great attitude and that's something I love about this platform. Unlike conventional radio where people are pitted against each other as adversaries, podcasters seem to be able to share the same genres and still support each other. It's fantastic. And yes, before everyone starts yelling at us, the robots out of Pacific Rim are Jaegers. Uh, Both Jacob and I had a bit of a mental blank when it comes to the robots, unfortunately, but that's what happens sometimes when you're under pressure. Remember, you can contact me and the show on email, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at my guest list pod. And hop on over and join the MGLP VIP lounge and say hi. You can support the show by subscribing on whatever app or podcast platform you use to listen. And if you can please rate me five stars on iTunes, it will go a long way to help me grow the show and reach more people. As I mentioned in my previous review show, I'd love to do a giveaway, but without a larger consistent listenership, it's probably not viable at the moment. Also, times are difficult now, I understand, but if you would like to support the show monetarily, you can visit my Patreon or my Buy Me A Coffee page and subscribe or donate there. Thanks again for listening, and I'll chat at you again next week.